Right. It is so fucking bizarre to me. But also, yeah. like, listen, I always pretend I'd be, like, that bitch who would, like, win The Bachelor because I'm like, oh, I would outsmart all you bitches. But then at the same time, I'm like, they take all your form of connection on any of these shows. It's like you're meant to fall like they put you in the perfect situation to think you're falling in love with someone right no literally remember that new york times article that was like if you just ask these 52 questions with anyone you can fall in love no there's a new york times article that a psychologist did where it was like a whole list of questions and it was questions to make you like basically fall in love with anyone it's like if you if you openly communicate and are are your authentic self you could do it so the like the whole reason of putting you in a separate room and not having to face someone while you talk. Like, of course, you're, these people are like day one. They're like, wow, I'm saying things to you. I never said in my relationship for six months. Well, no shit. You were fucking falling in love because you were like being honest in any other relationship. And they put you in a situation yeah. where you're like forced to address all mm-hmm. these things. You know what I mean? Interesting. It's okay. cool. But I'll watch and circle back. Yeah. yeah. Circle back one more us. failed relationship and you're going to see me on there. So yeah, <laughs> I would oh my god if you went on love is blind i would lose my mind just know that and i'd like get the the baddest bitch out of it too oh my oh, yeah. god you would you would hmm. you would win love is blind like you have a great like, edit if you could win love is blind i would win but love is you blind. would dom would win you're the Honestly, next cameron and whoever her name what's her name oh my gosh the one that like won Warren, right yes and now they have the YouTube channel, and they're like the cute, they're like a couple cute standard. fucking really? couple. Well, because he was like a nerdy little boy. Yeah. He's okay, cute. but also hot. Yeah, no. And I'm not even into white guys, but his something about his attitude is very suave. And he's a scientist. And he's a scientist. That's right. I forgot he was a scientist. Yeah. Not my face when you called him suave. Like I'm not like. Ugh. Meadow knows. Like I. Suave. Okay. Certain ways mm. of that he communicated, I thought was fucking hot. Well, I just think he's so – I, I love a sweet man. I love a too. sweet, sweet, sweet man. And he's, <laughs> she's like, I want to – can't relate. Like, if he I, literally doesn't bully the shit out of me, I don't want him. I just <laughs> like – no, it's my – they they know. Meta Should will tell you. It's that? like yeah. whenever, whenever there's like a sweet man in my pre- – and look, look, I don't want to be bullied. I want a sweet man. But then it's like I'm I'm that TikTok that's like – why isn't God sending me anyone? And then God sends you someone. You're like, not that one. Like that's, that's yeah. oh. when I know I can have you, I'm working on it. Okay. You when like, I, you like the, you like the chase. Yeah. 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 But it's not good. And I, and they always end up emotionally unavailable. And then I get frustrated. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, why can't they talk about their feelings? I'm like, Oh, they told me from day one, they weren't going to be able to talk about their feelings. And I, yeah. I didn't listen. So I'm working on it. I'm doing better. I'm doing better right now. Right. You Madam? are. You're doing way better. You, you like no one can be as down bad as me, so that's for wait. Sure. Yeah, what's your what? Explain to us your type. I mean, my type is really at this point anyone who's willing, like anyone, who's, <laughs> like anyone who's just like. I'm like, if you're willing, then like I'm honestly into it. Like, don't have to, don't have to beg me. You know, like you're. So that's like how low like that's the that's the levels that's the pitch how is that, that even happening do. for you though you're hot and you're famous and you're smart yeah oh my god and you're in a like like in how LA? is that even how is that your standard that's we need to unpack that what no it's actually like ridiculous i had like a meltdown so let me just really quickly go through for everyone who's not even quick go through in detail so essentially okay so after i was talking to this guy and he was really sweet. He was actually the first guy that I've ever gone on a date with that I was like, 
wow i have actually been putting like the bars in hell what wow like, it was so sweet our first date and um something happened where this um white girl who was really drunk touched my hair and he was white <gasps> and i like you need to know how you're you know if you're gonna go on a date with a white guy you need to see how they're gonna react because i'm like yes if, if you don't get like you know no, your good allyship doesn't show yeah. up then yeah. poor you know like i'm <laughs> I'm like, peace and love. Peace and love, babe. Peace and so, blessings. It was so nice knowing you. Yeah. yeah peace like, and love. That's all I needed to know. Thank you. Goodbye. Exactly. But yeah, this really drunk girl came up to me and she was like, oh my gosh, your hair is gorgeous. Literally fucking up my hair. And I'm like, and it's always like such an awkward position for me because I'm like, shit, do I go like Maddie Cassie? Like, do I go Maddie right, on right. Cassie mode or do I right. like keep sure. it chill? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just because it was the first day, I was like, I don't know what to do. And he was like, Oh, um, he was like, Where are your friends? Did you come here by yourself? Like, clearly seeing that she's like drunk and doesn't want to, like, you know what I'm saying? Making sure she's safe and then being like, You need to get away from her kind of like situation. Okay. You okay. Very, like, I like how he handled her because he knew she was drunk, so he didn't put her like. He in was like non-confrontational, but like yeah, like he wasn't yeah. mean, he wasn't loud, he wasn't like angry or anything. Right. And I was like, I like that a lot okay. about you. Okay. Um. Okay. So this is the little TMI. So if you're like, oh, this is my there's too no much such for thing her. as TMI okay. for us. Yeah. So let's talk about it then. So okay. okay so after the day, he's just like, oh, like, what do you, you know, like do you watch TV, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I love reality TV. I love The Bachelor. And he was like, you, I don't know. I feel like most guys are assholes and they're like, oh, I don't want to be it's fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah. He's like, oh, I want to watch it with you. Like, I've only seen a few episodes. So cute. Anyways, after The Bachelor, Emotional you know. Funny. Yeah, it's so sweet. Yeah. And after The Bachelor, you know, after a good date. Even Netflix and chill moment. And, and romance. We were oh, like yeah. getting, we were getting into it. But before we, like, got got into it, you know, that moment where you're like, do we have sex? Do we not right, have right. sex? Yeah. The defining moment. Yeah. He was like, well, are you trying to? And I was like, oh, I'm down. And then my mind was like, actually, I really like you. And I feel like I need to, like, chill. Okay. Or I'm going to, like, hyper fixate and, like, attach sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Healthy. Good for yeah, you. Yeah. I was yeah. like, wait, 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 wait. I actually like you a little too much to have sex right now. And yeah. um, I so I had told him, I was like, yeah. And then, you know, and then I was like, wait, actually, like, right before we were literally about to have sex, I was like. Like, he's about to enter you and you're like. <laughs> <laughs> and she's and like, And I was just wait. like. And I was like, wait, okay, I am so sorry, but I actually can't have sex with you. And he was like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, no problem. <gasps> and he was like, he was like, I don't, he was like, I'm not here for all of that. Like, he was like, I just really First like- the hair, then this. No, then ice cream, then that. Any Come man on. listening to yeah, this? Yeah, and he like right away put on, he like literally right away put on all his clothes and like we just like hung out and like talked for the rest of and the night. And didn't make it weird at okay, all. Okay, you didn't, know what? Like, didn't even like try again. Like didn't even yes! like or like anything like that. Do you know what yeah. pisses me off is that like we're like excited and shocked by that oh, behavior. No. That's what I mean. Like, the that's bars- the fucking standard. It's no, true. like yeah. it's literally in hell. 
So then, yeah, af- yeah after that, like it, it is a dime a dozen, kind of with all of with everyone's experience. The bars in hell. Sad, the bars in hell. The bars in hell. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, like I was literally already. I was just like, I'm so sorry. Like, no, like I don't. Like yeah. I was like, crap. Like I actually like really like you. And he was like, oh, I really like you too. And he was like, don't even worry about it. Like that's not what I'm here for. So fuck yes. And we I was love. Like, <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. And so then we were going on cute dates and I actually ended up taking him to one of like my work events and stuff. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I low-key posted him on Instagram, but like no one knew who he was. So it was like Hell great. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um Does and he then follow you? Now everyone's gonna be going through Instagram. your feed. He's not on Instagram. <gasps> yeah. So cool. I posted him on my, my story. I like used him for like a sponsored thing that I great. did with yeah. Bumble. If you watched, you saw it. Um, and long story short, he then he hit me with the paragraph. Oh, no. Yeah. He hit me with the paragraph like, I think we should talk because oh, I really – Like, I really – he was like, I really like you, but I just – I think I still have, like, quarantine fatigue and, like, all this shit. He's very in touch with his emotions because his dad's a therapist. And okay. like, oh well this explains very, it all. like okay. bro like mental health like blah blah yeah. blah so we like talked it out and honestly it was like very civil everything he was saying like made a lot of sense you know mm-hmm. and i was like of course like i totally understand what you mean he was like but i don't want to stop talking to you but at the same time i'm kind of like really going through it mentally right now mm-hmm. and just like in general and i feel like i'm starting to like become emotionally unavailable and like now that we have like what is like starting to be like this relationship like blah 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 blah. I was like okay I am gonna make the like decision to just cut it off and just say like you know like I think right now it's not like I'm a little depressed or I have some anxiety right now so I might be a little weird for a couple weeks it's like you don't you're like lost in the sauce right now so I was like, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. what needs to happen is like you need to take some time, figure it out, and then let's mm-hmm. reconvene maybe at another day. Yeah. Okay. We love That's that healthy. response from you. Yeah. 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 Good job. And then I was like really down bad. And then I started doing this weird so after like maybe a month and a half had passed, I was doing this really weird thing where I would like be like, Hey, do you want to come to the movies with me? And then we would just go to the movies and there would be so much tension. And then it would just be like, okay, bye. Like when the air is like thick. Thick, yeah. So thick, the whole movie. And there's something to be said about like when you're like – that is nice. Like not everything needs to be so defined and like you can't – if you're both cool with like flowing, but then it's like if you're there, like we're all adults here. We can hold hands. Yeah. And then uh, we – Kept doing that. Like, we would just go to the – I would just be like, hey, do you want to come to the movies? And then I just, like, wouldn't – and then we would would just, like, take him home or he would take me home. And then we would just be like, okay. Yeah. But then he texted me and was like, "Uh, I I tested finally double negative. Like, let's hang out. And I was like, oh, yeah, great. Just say when. Like, he – and then he'll, like, come up with a plan. Where has he been? hadn't heard from him after that like he just kind of went ghost mode now i blocked him i blocked him oh wow okay i didn't block him on tiktok but i did block him from texting me because i'm like i like my mind always is like well what happened why didn't you like no when you start making stories that's when you need to 
Yeah, so I was like, you're done. You're done. So I blocked him so he can't text me. I don't know if he's texting me. And that's that. So, like, honestly, at this point, I'm like, anyone who's nice to me. Okay, no, we're going to keep those standards high, though. (laughs) We're going to keep them real high. We're going to keep those standards real high because look at you, okay? But, dang, what a – what a. it's interesting because it's like you try to be – grown and mature and honor someone's mental health and want someone to like take the time to work on themselves and still you were still open to going with the flow and giving space but man Dom we'll go out together we'll have a single night there you go no we need to have a single night and I've just been unhinged as an MF I mean listen I'm here for it when I met okay can we talk about the night can we talk about the night that we finally met because no because I haven't even met her yet and I'm so pissed we were at this random ass fucking party like I don't know why I ran into like 700 fucking people I knew at this goddamn event no literally including so many people I knew wasn't it yeah it was so fucking random though and I turn around and I see Dom and we just lock eyes and you looked at me you go bitch and I go bitch (laughs) and we just like hugged That's like getting like, that text finally. from you guys was like the day that Dom, you sent me, you and Riley too. And yes. I was like, I've been waiting for all of you bitches to run into each well, other. Well, because for also, so here's the long. thing this is the tea. Like, I was that big. Like, I've been sliding into Dom's DMs for like months, if not a year. And like, I get it. Your <laughs> DMs are busy. So, like, you're not seeing my DMs. It's fine. And then I literally, when I realized you and Meadow were friends, I was like, Meadow here's the thing like <laughs> you need to tell her because I look like a stalker like you need to make <laughs> us be friends because I literally am in this bitch's dms every day I'm gonna show you guys my dms so you can understand so first off look it says like 84 requests it never goes higher than that it always I so then I check them and they don't it's it'll be like two hours ago 11 hours ago 17 hours ago and I'm like okay right and then the next day, oh, it'll be like 30 messages. And I'm like, where did hey, these come from? So like my too DMs many, are, it's glitching. No, my but mine are literally broken. I'm like, yeah. I can't even see. That's okay. Well, honestly, yeah, I was gonna say maybe that's better for you. It's probably better. We have yeah. so but many then, questions that we want to talk to you about. Oh yeah, sorry. Wise. I like gave you guys my like soft Oh no, 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 no. I was just saying well, this is perfect. This is gorgeous. Also, like she unpacked it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, is that your unpacking? Yeah. <laughs> well, because we start, so we like start yeah. every episode by asking our guests what they're unpacking, and you can totally give us a different one. And then, like, Meadow and I give like a little warm up if you like need a moment to think. No, that's what I'm unpacking right now. I'm really that's a pri- beautiful unpacking. Great yeah, unpacking. I'm prioritizing. Like, I think that being young in your twenties, but also you know, just being a successful girl boss, like. You, you know, the top's lonely, you guys. You guys get it. You guys are beautiful girl bosses. And it sometimes I'm like, oh, I just want to, like, share what I have with someone. And it's just like. And the then I get it, get it. Yeah. And then you do. And then they, like, disappoint you because, like, everyone's going to disappoint you at some point, you know. And but, like, you get hurt. Nice. And then you're like. But, but. The dog. <laughs> Dude. I wish everyone could see Dom's face when her parents' dog just started barking. <laughs> We're going to make that into a clip. Just her. Just got to love being with your parents. Dude, yeah. Did you drive out there? Mm-hmm. Cute. Okay, um, sorry, wait, I want to ask you this before we actually start. Am I allowed to ask you publicly about your podcast or no? 
Oh yeah, of course. Okay, just checking. Okay, so what's up with the podcast? Yeah, what I need happened? to know. Like, I need was to that know. Transition, like, what, what, where did that spark? Because I haven't talked to you since that happened. Oh, and I have yeah. so many off off camera questions for you that are Wait, like, yeah, oh yeah, we, know we have so many for you. It's not even funny. But like, we, what happened? We need you to be our podcast guru. But yeah, explain to us your journey with your pod. Yeah, so I think it's weird. So I realized the most about myself that. I'm just the ultimate people pleaser. Like, mm. that is just who I am. Like, I am, like, people pleaser to the core. And now I I'm can com- relate. Yeah. Do you have I'm no like- boundaries, too, because of that oh, people pleasing tendency? No, literally. Like, it's yeah. really mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. So, Same. literally to the point where, like, yeah, the people pleasing is, like, I'm becoming more self-aware about it because it's, like, cool. Yeah, it just, I realized that that's really where a lot stems from for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think when I first started, you know, posting on Instagram and everything, I was just, that was me. Like, I think, like, me servicing the world by, like, educating and, like, all of that really came from the, like, no, I mean, yes, of course, with, like, pure intentions of, like, I want people to learn, I want people to grow, but then I think my people-pleasing, like, really kicked in, too, where I felt like I could say no to nothing, but also, like, Dear Media is just, they're amazing, and, like, Michael and Lauren, like, what they've built at Dear Media is, like, really incredible, they're incredible people, my producer's incredible, like, I don't, there's, like, you know, it really fell on, like, me. I think that, I was really tired of the conversations I was having. Mm. It's exhausting. Listen, you're having like these like high level convos that are really fucking mentally taxing. Yes. People are then project like the, when you attach advocate to your name and your career in a public facing way as a people pleaser, because let me tell you, like it, it, it brings up so much fucking shit and it is so draining and so hard and so nuanced. I don't know so- how it happened. Whenever like Meadow and I have to do any sort of like community engagement stuff, like I always am like, and I feel bad that I put so much of it on her because like I know she's good training. at it because yeah. I'm like, I, it fucking stresses me out when I oh, have hard. to like communicate. Like it's different when you get a DM that they're like, oh my God, love you so much. Thank you for what you do. And you're like, great, Illy too, like appreciate you. But then when mm-hmm. you get like some like trauma dumped message mm-hmm. of like, what the fuck am I supposed to respond? I need to respond mm-hmm. to you because if I don't respond to you, you're going to think I'm a terrible person. And like, then like it's, and, and then that's just like with mental healthy stuff or just like with me being Latin and other people seeing themselves in stigma. But like the time in which you were posting and like mm-hmm. ever since that was what summer 2020 and on it's like i can't even fucking imagine the load that you are literally carrying on your shoulders and the yeah. pressure that was put on you yeah and yeah. i think like towards the end of last year i was like yeah this is like i think it's coming to its natural end like i was just seeing mm-hmm. kind of like i was like i'm not and it was really emotional because I was like, well, I love doing media. I love that I get to be a part of a network. Like, people, like, die to, like, be a part of, like, a network. Like, am I just not – am I not pushing myself enough? Like, I could get more organized. Like, maybe I need to hire out. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. those like, those were the things that were, like, running through my mind. I, yeah, I was just kind of like, dang, I'm not – I was like, I at first, it was, like, a lot of self-guilt where I was, like, I'm not pushing myself enough. I'm not working hard enough. I'm not, like, 
it was like me, me, me. Like I'm the problem. And in t- I will admit, like I was like there were things I probably could have done to like help it be a smoother transition. But I, I think the reason Wait, can why I, I ask would- something. Yeah. Was were because <laughs> I'm sorry. I just want to ask a clarifying question. Yeah. Uh, just I remember you uh, had already, or I'm just trying to understand the timeline. Like, were, were you already kind of transforming the way that you were doing your social media? Because you were kind of already doing like, hey, I'm more multifaceted as a person. I really care about a lot of these things. But just so you know, like on my socials, I'm going to start including more of these topics. But was the podcast kind of your place to stick with the advocacy and education while all of that others? Like, were you, like, did they, were you give like, did you start your podcast once you had already transitioned or yeah, did that so happen? It like was after? like kind of, yeah, I was, I think when I realized that like this isn't going to work was I started having like different people on and we were talking about different things. And my, I was talking to my producer and she was like, Hey, like I noticed you started talking about like different topics, like, you know, like, are is this the new route that you want to go like are you kind of like changing the podcast and I kind of like realized like I just wanted to have uncomfortable conversations in general and I realized that the podcast was more like towards Mm -hmm. you know racism Mm -hmm. and stuff and or just inequality whatever Mm -hmm. you know and I yeah I think I just kind of came to a place where I was like I'm so scared to let this go because of what an amazing opportunity it is. But I realized that it was like, it was like fear that was holding me back from like letting go of the podcast. Cause I was just like, what are people going to think about me? Like, mm-hmm. are people going to think I gave up like, and like, don't care. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like so many of those things, like that was like my biggest fear was like, people yeah. were going to think like, I don't care about these things anymore. Or like, I don't know. Like I was just, there's so many things I was like beating myself up over. And I was like, I don't know if I ever fully felt like I would have like little strides where I was like, okay, I can do this. Like I can do this. And then I was like, yeah, this, you know what I'm saying? I think just overall, I realized like, I want to, I want to put my energy into like something else that's like more sustaining for me because I like having an online presence and I like you know the community that I have and stuff and it's just gonna look different and I do miss having like a weekly podcast because like you know it kept me busy and it was like really fun and I felt like it was a way to like connect with so many people um but at the same time I feel like it also wasn't like Mm -hmm. serving me the way that it was sustainable, you know? And you finally honored yourself and set that yeah. boundary for yourself. Right. Like that's the key sentence is you saying like it wasn't serving me because I have two thoughts on this. Like one, I think social media pushes people to, we always hear the phrase like niche down. Like everyone just has to have a niche, niche down, niche down if you want to be successful. And like you started all of this work, not from a place of like, I'm trying to be an influencer. You were like, I'm just fucking exhausted and fed up with the world. Yeah. Let me put my thoughts out there and like help educate in a way. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. And no, but that like, was like, exactly. That was it. Yeah. But like, I feel like social media, it's exactly what I said. Like it forces people to not be this, you know, 360 human being they want us to be mm-hmm. this like one dimensional mm-hmm. what are you good at only serve me this mm-hmm. like because if not the algorithm's gonna not be in your favor and you're not gonna like because at the end of the day like 
yes, it starts as, as this work, but then when you start getting all the work and it turns into your job, like you need a check, you need deals, you need like, mm-hmm. you need the algorithm to fucking be in your favor. So it's like, there's that side of it. That's really exhausting because then it makes us feel like, well, who the fuck are we? Is this the only person that is interesting to anybody? Is this the only side of me that people give a shit about? Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of it too, it's like you as a black woman, and I can only imagine like, it almost like, and I've I've heard this conversation from like my other black friends that like do similar work to you that like it removes your ability to like live in your black joy and like have that moment because you're constantly like living in that moment of advocacy of like educating somebody else instead of just being like, I'm going to like fucking rest and like be happy for five minutes. Because it's a gift to educate other people and it's other people should be like so aware of the fact that that's not your job, but people on social media, like not your job in a moral sense, not in a literal sense, but people don't fucking act that way. And then the second you change that your niche, like Gabby's saying, everyone freaks out because they're used to expecting a certain type of content. And then the algorithm unfavors you. And it's this whole slippery slope. I don't know. People just forget that like these front facing social media jobs, like there's an actual human being behind all of it. And it's like so emotionally taxing on the person to like, continuously have these types of conversations at all hours of the day when it's the only thing yeah. people want to hear you talk and about. That, exactly. I think that was like, I think that was a lot of the fear too was like, fuck dude, this was like my last little like link to really like having a consistent, like consistent advocacy on my page, you know? Um, just cause I kind of really scaled back from like posting graphics, mm-hmm. like barely posting them at all. And like, I felt like the podcast was the only like really consistent link that I still had to that. And for me, it was like troubling because I already realized that like, I was losing a lot of followers, like literally lost like, oh, but you know what? That like that happens because then you lose. It's like you weed people yeah. out and you make space and for the like, good ones. But it yeah. also like I would totally be lying if I said like I'm. I don't care. Like I don't care. But no, I was like freaking shit. I think I finally just like was able to come to terms with it. But like, it was like it. It kind of felt like a public failure. I think if even though it wasn't like, it, there's nothing about me mm-hmm. that is like. I don't know, failure, you know, but like me being a Capricorn, me being a three wing two on the Enneagram, I'm like a fucking failure. Everyone fucking hates me. Or I, you know, just comparison, whatever. <laughs> and I would literally like, ha- would have like, you know, yeah. friends who aren't on social media and were just like, or like old friends who are like watching me from afar and they're like, wow, can't believe you're almost at 100K. Like, that's so cool. And then like, I like literally lost like, 10,000 plus followers and I was like everyone's noticing and everyone thinks I'm a fucking fool like you know what I'm saying it's just like bitch get your ego in check like no No, one is literally looking at you and being like damn Dom is irrelevant and really you know why because they're all looking at their own count and then it's like realistically okay even if people are even if people are like oh shit like mm, ooh, haha like dom dom ain't shit no more once i finally let that go like i was like okay yeah it's gonna drop and you know what my numbers probably aren't gonna be the same and i'm just still gonna do my best and i'm gonna make the shit that i want and if if 
a year from now, like no brands, like brands stop hitting me up because they think I'm irrelevant, then I will find something else to do. Like my whole worth and existence isn't mm-hmm. in social media and mm-hmm. like it's fucking scary and like I'm you know I think that's really is just like the Capricorn in me that's like you be fucking it's about drive it's about power you stay <laughs> hungry you devour you know what I'm saying and I'm just like no bitch it's okay you're gonna be fine like you really are gonna be fine and I think it's just because I don't have a backup plan like, you know, I didn't finish school and I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. And this is something that fell into my lap that really just happened to fit. And so the thought of like losing everything is like really scary because there's like no one I'm looking up at that's like, you know, there's no hand I can bite that feeds me. And it's like I'm biting my own hand, if anything. So just that weird entrepreneurial pressure to like be successful and that was like a jump but the craziest thing is is once I let go of the podcast and the thing that wasn't serving me not only have I like I have just had so many incredible other just gonna ask this yeah I was just gonna say have you noticed that once you honored your self-worth and actually set a boundary for yourself how much has flown in and what has it been like what have you discovered new about yourself since you made space you literally you you cleared out space to allow to enter what is actually meant for you yeah and when you set a boundary, you literally send, this is a little woo-woo. I'll just, I'm throwing it out there, but I truly feel like when you set a boundary for yourself and like make a big decision that's forward facing, you really do send that energy out to be like, look, I'm fucking respecting myself. I'm doing what's for me. I'm writing my own self definition definitions. I'm not placing like my internal worth based on these comments. Like I'm, I'm doing my own path and the universe will support you by being like, okay, bitch, you want to play this game? Let's throw some good shit at you then and see what you do with it. Yeah. And yeah. And I feel like that's exactly what's happened. Like I, yeah, I don't know. That's exactly what's happened. Like I got to do another like Nike campaign and I did like, I love when you're like at the desk and you have the TV and it's like, Dom reporting live. I fucking love it. It was just, like, such a fun project, and, like, I did, like, a, I'm doing, like, I'm in the middle of a really cool, like, project with Curology and, like, talking about, like, skincare and, like, goal setting, and, uh, yeah, and just, like, really, really fucking cool shit, and, like, even my own stuff that I want to work on um, that I kind of put on the back burner because of the podcast, and I think that, like, a lot of the times we, you know, we try something, and we're like, well, I publicly announced it and I like said I was going to do it. So like if I don't do this to the day I die, then everyone's going to fucking literally me. me. Everyone's going to think I'm a weenie hut junior. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that it's legit me. me. And it's like, yeah, I'm like, they're going to think I'm a go back to weenie hut junior. Like you can't. You can't hang with the big dogs. And I'm like, that's so fucking untrue. Not only is it untrue, but even if they did, who the fuck cares? Who the yeah. fuck cares? Why? Like, I know, but it's so, I know, advice. Meadow, but it's it's so much easier said than done. Like, yeah. I understand no, it is, that 700%. You have to keep 700%. telling yourself that. That's, no, how, you that's really, how you get it done, is when you keep yeah. interrupting your thoughts to tell yourself this is how you get that done. You're, yeah. you're right, yeah. yeah. It's so true. Keep going, and like, keep going. No, but that's, I feel like that's been me recently is like telling myself like, okay, dude, like, I feel like I'll be like, look, look, you lost another hundred followers. And I'm like, 
okay, who gives a shit? Like, I'm just like, you gotta look you know in the mirror and be saying? like, like, who are those fucking people anyway? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, who literally, I don't give one shart. Like, no one cares. <laughs> like, it's fine. No one cares. Like, I'm so proud of you. I know. This is like a really huge fucking important shift because it's also like you're honoring yourself in a way that you never or not that you never have but that you it sounds well, like you had it since you started in this new for her yeah exactly. yeah 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 and it's have you wow. noticed that you doing this in your career has allowed you to set boundaries and do less people pleasing in like friendships or family or you know other life aspects yeah so I think like that that's I kind of feel like the overall, like, I know I started with, like, I'm unpacking about this guy that I had a, that I, you know, really like. <laughs> um, but well, we're, really, we're unpacking like, tons of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that I have a friend and she's great. She really challenges me. And that's what I love the most about her. And she was like, I was like ranting about, I was like, why can't I just get over this person? Like, I, this was so long mm. ago. And I still am like, what the hell, you know? And she was like, you need to do this. And she was like, and you can't let people walk all over you. You be letting people walk all over you, blah, 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 blah. Essentially calling me out on my people pleasing. That really helped me be self-aware with like the fact that I was like, oh my God, you're so freaking right. She's like, you don't even know like all the power you hold. You, you can't treat yourself like you're a nobody. Because I think like my biggest fear is like, I never want to be presenting as like someone who thinks like, I'm hot shit and like the ground that I walk on is plated with gold. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, that's like, sure. I never want to lose. Well, yeah, we I also are wanna... living. It, we, we do live in a city where like you walk into a room and it's so fucking funny because you'll see those people who like have their chest puffed and are like, mm. know that they're the fucking shit or think that they're the fucking shit better said. And then there's like the ones in the corner that are like the normal modest ones. And they're the ones that we fuck with. And there's the ones that we like, but like, I think as women, there's such a fucking fine line because we've we've like already been told to like be quiet and sit down and like not make too much noise. You know what I mean? Like in the house that we built ourselves. But like there's a there's a grave difference between being arrogant and just like fucking standing in your power. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And it all comes back to intention. Yeah. And she was just like being like, she was like, there's even some people you keep around that I feel like just because you've known someone for a long time, like, doesn't mean that, like, they deserve to, like, be in your life. Just real, like, real boss. Say it again. Yeah. And I was just like, and oh my because God, that's this- so true. Yeah. It was like the puzzle piece that, like, came together. And I was like, dude, you're so right. So I think through that, that, like, really helped me transition out of, out of, like, now I'm really, I try and be more hyper aware of, like, the people pleasing. And I definitely think I've become more hyper aware about people pleasing because I'm like, oh shit, like you're actually so right, dude. Like I really do let people like at, treat me like a doormat or bend over backwards for someone who's like not going to do the same. And like just for the sake of someone being like, I like you and wow, I really like them. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Like validating Dude, that dumb. Stuff. Oh my Which, God. Like you when don't I need. First- Dude, when I first started therapy that I thought, okay, so I first started therapy in like a big trauma. I was 17, like 
my dad had died, my brother, whatever. I had all these traumas. And I was like, I should go unpack that. And you know what the fuck I unpacked? The fact that every single friendship I had, I was giving 80 and I was getting 20 because I was obsessed with like, because I couldn't control my family life. I wanted to like fix everyone around me and make everyone else's problems my problems because I could handle it because like, I couldn't do that at home. So I wanted to help others in that way. And I literally, the first two years of therapy was unpacking the fact that like, I was a doormat in friendships because of my extreme people pleasing and like wanting to be that person for other people and wanting to help to that regard. But you have, you have, it's not, I don't know. I think it's a, everyone goes on their own journey, but it's a hard lesson to learn that like prioritizing yourself is not selfish. Yes. One more time. <laughs> like yeah. one more time. That was a word that was thrown in my face so fucking much by so many people in my life. Like Gabby's Ugh. so selfish. Gabby's so selfish. And like that was it was. I was literally thinking about it last night because I had a moment, guys. I had like a really woo woo moment with myself last night when I was like sitting on my balcony and I was like, I just had like a nice proud moment where I look looked outside and I was like, Oh my god, I live here. I did this. I, did I built this. this. Like I'm doing like it. I did. Yeah. Like something I've always wanted to do. And um, thank you. But up until probably I was like 22, like literally up until I went to Hoffman, it was like that was that narrative was burned in my brain of Gabby is mm. selfish as fuck. She only thinks about herself. She only just thinks for herself. She only pleases herself. Like that's what I was being – like it was being thrown Said. and thrown and thrown. Yeah. And when someone says something to you so loudly, you start to believe it about yourself. Yeah. yeah. And like you really, really, really embrace that narrative and like just – no, we need to fucking reject that. Especially because again, as women, like we're expected to be these like nourishing, nurturing fucking like goddesses at all times that are just like constantly feeding you literally and figuratively yes. yeah. that when we stop and we take a moment and we take a beat for ourselves everyone's like what's going on she's such a selfish kind and you're like no i'm just like actually taking care of myself it's exhausting it really truly is Tis. and yeah and i think that was like one of i think that's like the next thing like coming into this next year you know like i that i'm really just embracing like fully and yeah, it's scary to say no. I'm like, cool. but my manager and I were talking about it. We had like a meeting and she was like, dude, I'm fucking proud of you because I would say yes to every event. Yeah. I would say yes to every, like literally you name it. Oh, not my rate. Oh, but it's okay. I'll say yes. Like so many things that I would just really mm -hmm. say yes to. And like now I'm like, I'm only going to say yes to the things that like I want to do. Can I tell you something though? Because that is going to make you so much more fucking powerful and desirable and like people are going to want you more. This is something my old boss taught me. So I, Dom, I don't know if you know, but I used to work at Architectural Digest and I was the editor-in-chief's assistant for a couple of years and I learned so fucking much from this woman. And one of the things that she taught me was like, I remember the sales team would literally just try and pimp her out to like go to all these Condé Nast events, like any type of event. Like they needed Amy there because it's like in the Condé Nast world, it's like Anna Wintour and then Amy Astley. Like she's right there. Like she fucking founded Teen Vogue and they would always try and pimp her out to go to all these fashion week things, all any event. They were like pimping Amy out and she was so fucking selective and I'll never forget like Hell watching yeah. her put her foot down one time with the sales team it was like a new team coming in and she was like if I'm attending all of these things I'm no longer special it's no longer interesting that I'm there like no one it's like yeah. if you walk into a room and Anna Wintour is in every single event Anna Wintour is yeah. no longer Anna Wintour you know what exactly. I mean yeah like it's no longer yeah. special and so that is gonna like not only do wonders for your mental health and for like your own sanity but it's also gonna do wonders for your career yeah period period no and like it's it's really it's like so nice and like so special and like 
yeah, I think also just like the idea of like FOMO too is like such an you know, we live in such an individualistic culture already where like you like you I think that's like something that I'm also learning too is like we feel like we have to own everything or we feel like we have to, we see someone be the best. So then we have to be the best. And it's like, you can also just admire something like you just because like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, Oh cool. They own a Tesla. You can admire the fact they own a Tesla. It doesn't mean you have to own one. Like, Oh, they got to go to this event with so-and-so and like, you were the only one who didn't get the invite. You can still admire the fact that they were able to go because like, just because they got to go somewhere yeah. and you didn't doesn't make you less or more. And it's just like, because I And get it doesn't the produce your opportunity to do the same. Like, even if you yeah. want to do the same, someone else getting an opportunity has nothing to do with if, if you get it or not. Like, there's room yeah. for all of us. Yeah. yeah. And just, yeah, I think, like, more admiration of, like, things. Because we're constantly, just with the internet, being presented with, like, go on this trip, you can go to Dubai, you can, like, drink with the dolphins, or you could, you know, like, be in Forbes, or whatever, like, cool, flashy shit, you know what I'm saying? You could own the cloud couch from Restoration. Like, there's so many different things, like, (laughs) being shown to us, and, like, the life we could have, and instead of that being an aspiration, I'm just like, I'm gonna admire that. I'm gonna make admiration of that. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Like, I really enjoy that. that. And I think, you know, switching from, like, aspiration to admiration has also really helped, too. Mm -hmm. Because it's, like, I think that also helps me as a people pleaser because I don't feel like I'm catching up to anyone. Like, I'm really just being my own individual. It's, like, really easy to, like, lose yourself. And, like, people's It's so beautiful to hear you say that. I know. And yeah, and I think that's like the biggest thing that I'm like realizing that's just a very Western culture thing, you know, like, yeah, I think outside of the US, like a lot of different cultures can live with just being like, oh, I don't need that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love that they have that, but like, and I admire that, like, that's them, but like, just even the appropriation of other cultures, I'm like, no, you can just admire, right? You yeah. can just admire. You could just admire. You don't need it too. You don't need to have everything that everyone else you has. You don't need everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very, it's a very good practice. Grom. Yeah. Grom. 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 <laughs> oh my God. Dom, your self growth. Cause once again, I know we haven't met in person, but being like a background character in your life from summer of 2020 till now, like oh, yeah. you are just, every time I talk to you, you are just more and more in your power more grounded, more and more abundant. Like I just, I love being your friend. Oh, that's it. I love being you guys' friend. Friends. She's completely friends. lagging for me. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea if you even heard what I said. <laughs> we, no, she heard you. I, she like, heard you. I, yeah, I hear you guys. Oh, I can't believe I'm lagging. That's so loud. I hear you now. I hear you now. No, I hear you now. Okay. It's okay. We hear you now. Okay, wait, we do have a cute little uncomfortable rapid fire for you. Yeah, okay, we have some rapid fires that are just like first thing comes to mind. You want to do it, Gabby? Um, sure. Okay, this one's like obviously a meta question, but like clearly I need to know because I started it off by saying I already had my morning poop. Okay, did you poop today? If so, how was it? Um, yes, and it was very good. It was like a cold. Oh, happy for you. Ooh. 
the best. Okay, worst or funniest sex story? I feel like we need to do like one or the other. Funniest. Okay. Oh my gosh. So, you know. Let's okay. hear it. So, like, I, this is going to sound like insanity, but pretty much I like hooked up with this guy in Texas. I am not kidding. The term, anytime someone would use the term, like, they rearranged my guts, I would be like, oh my God. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? Like, call me back after you date. Literally call and, me back after you date a basketball player and then we can uh, unpack it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I went out on a date. Go on. Uh, I like hooked up with this guy and I was like, you rearranged my guts. You literally. It's not necessarily a nice feeling. No, it's truly it's like a, a nice it's a uniquely feeling. it's a uniquely painful pain. Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh-huh. I was like kind of like into it. Like I was like. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Like, I Wait. Like, I was like, whoa, this shit's kind of fire, but like, I'm getting my guts rearranged as we speak. Do you ever like feel it in your, like, here? Like, it yes. just hits really in your yes. throat? Yeah. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> my friend is staying with me and I just heard her cackle. Because <laughs> yeah. she can't, like, she can't hear you guys. And all of a sudden she hears me. Do you feel their dick in your throat? <laughs> No, like I felt that shit in my gut. Like I was like, okay, purr. <laughs> oh my god, I want to take my headphones off so she can hear what we're talking about. Okay, so um, okay. Is this TMI? What's the last no. fight you and Kenzie got into? We've never really fought. I'm trying to think what's Fuck something yeah. we've had a disagreement on. Um. And fight could also be like what show you okay, watch. Okay, we had a little tiff. Intense, we had a little you know? tiff. We had a tiff about her liking frenemies. I was like, I don't give a shit about Dave Portnoy and stuff. And she was like, Well, not everyone's gonna Wait, like. The I'm same not thing. cool. I don't know what any of this is. Okay, frenemies is like a what barstool is podcast. Yeah, explain what frenemies about, is. I don't care about barstool really. Automatically like, hate. Automatically yeah. hate. I'm like, I don't know who listens. Am I going to get canceled on the internet for saying no, that? No, literally know, same. That's I why agree. I try and keep it civil. But yeah. I'm just yeah. like. I'm, <laughs> All of us are like, we keep it civil, but. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, she was like playing in. I like could care less about it. And I like made a little comment about like <laughs> frenemies being whack. And she was like, well, not everyone's going to like the same things that blah, 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 blah. And like, it was kind of a little defensive. So I like backed up. I was like, okay. okay. I'm frenemies again. Okay, it sounds like she's had someone in her life tell her that she listens to stupid things before, and that was the reaction. Yeah. Well, it's because they're – You know what I mean? I personally think they're controversial. So I think Barstool as a whole, like, I don't like – Yeah. I think they're changing a lot, but still, I'm not a fan because of their past. I just haven't been convinced yet, and um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So anyways – We don't love. That's like – that's a little tiff. But I swear to God, we don't fight. We really don't love that That's for you awesome. guys. Okay, what's the rudest love encounter you've ever had? R- rudest? You don't have to name their name either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't had a rude celeb encounter, but I've had a whack, like a company I was like excited to like be a part of a campaign <gasps> they did. They hired some whack fucking people, and it really bummed me out. Don't like, say like I'm actually really bumming that. It's like bumming me out as we speak. It's no one on their team. It's the, yeah. So yeah. But we're um, talking about this after. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, okay. We already said that your DMs are Miz. Cause I was going to ask you what your most memorable DM is that you've ever gotten. Reese Witherspoon. <gasps> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. She's really sweet. Explain her and her right now. Really more, sweet. more. When I first started posting graphics, she was like one of the first people to like repost, like celebrity to like repost them. We were like on the news about it. And she like DM'd me and she was like, Doll, we were on the news this morning. She's fucking so sweet. She's so kind. Oh my God. I actually so remember that like, because when we did your local optimist interview at that same time, I was like doing all this research on you. And one of the articles was like retweeted by Reese Witherspoon and someone else. I actually remember that. Oh my God. Incredible. We love. Yeah. Okay. What's the last lesson you learned? Honestly, show up for yourself. Show up for yourself because no one else is going to sometimes. If it's true. Yeah. Good job. Honestly, I know we just met in real life, but like Meadow said, I don't know. I think people, and not to like pull the age card because I hate when people do it to me and like, you're so young, but like it is really dope to see like the fucking growth and like all of the things that you've accomplished in general and then you couple it with your age and you're just like this bitch is never gonna stop like you are gonna continue to fucking kill it like i yeah. can't wait to just be like a bystander be, watching yeah, exactly. your career exactly and not only your career just like the human that you are you know yeah oh guys that really means so much we love you thank you for doing this we've thank been trying to on. coordinate this forever no i'm so happy i was able to come on because i love you guys and i love this podcast and i love what you guys are doing thank you and you're our last guest of season one you're this you're our like, big finale of season one oh baby gosh, our last baby. guest oh i love you guys thank you like yes. come back whenever we love you dom thank you wait can i can i three-way facetime us right now just because this Thank you guys so much for listening to the Thoughts Mayberry podcast every Monday.